0: Hey, everyone, here is Daniel Budai. And uh, today we are here with a new episode of our e-com show. And today I'm here with the CEO of NanoNutra, Michael uh, Maskery, And uh, he founded his company uh, several years ago. He's been in e-commerce for over a decade. He's from New Mexico, U.S. And uh, besides e-commerce, he's a huge Tim Ferriss fan, just like me. He's uh, into self-improvement. So we have quite many shared topics and we will discuss about these today. This show is sponsored by Budai. Media. Budai Media is a fully remote e-commerce focused retention marketing agency. In the last three years, Budai Media worked with more than 100 e-commerce clients and generated an eight-figure extra revenue for these clients. If you want to check out their website, go to the budaimedia.com and just send an email or actually you can just drop a message to me on any of my social media channels if you are interested to work with us. Hey, Michael, it's good to have you here. How are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Excited to uh, have a good conversation.
0: So let's start at the beginning with your story. I'm really curious, how did you end up into e-commerce? I guess you didn't want to become an e-commerce business owner back in high school.
1: No, man, in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I actually went to automotive school right out of uh, high school and then realized that was kind of impractical and and then went to uh, business school. But yeah, my my story of getting into e-commerce I was a financial advisor for a number number of years and uh, I did quite well, but I just didn't like what I was doing. I felt really trapped. By this fact that I was responsible for clients success in the markets, which I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any control over what the markets did. And so I just kind of started venturing out and I started working contract for an ad agency and design firm. And at the same time, I was working contract for a uh, supplement company who were in the diet and weight loss space. And I just started learning a lot about marketing, about design, about e and just really saw the potential. And at the same time, I was really into the four-hour work week. And, you know, everything just kind of clicked together, and I just knew at that moment like that was kind of my path forward the concept of the four-hour work week becoming the new rich was really what motivated me the most you know becoming the new rich wasn't about being wealthy and having a ton of things that you don't need it was about being free you know freeing myself from the conventional life and being able to live a little bit more on my own terms i suppose and so that's what really got me into e-commerce when was it probably 2010 is when i was getting started
0: Maybe was, it the, was it the time when this book came out?
1: I think it was probably somewhere in the you know the 2008 era, somewhere around there. I think
0: because Tim Ferriss has been around for a while, but uh, actually when I started my online marketing journey back in 1617, he was already a thing. I mean, his his books was already a thing. So yeah. So you started your e-commerce company, and uh, I was also a financial advisor for a few months, by the way, and. I agree that you cannot be responsible for the market's behavior, right? So, And the client's success is just... a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: You know that and I know that, but it's hard to convey that message across to clients, that's for sure.
0: So you started your uh, company back then, and is it the same company that you have nowadays? No. My first brand was a single product
1: called Immunity Increase, which later became Immunity Support Plus. And that was my first launch, and I really kind of took Tim Ferriss' advice of go need sure go broke to heart on that one. And as I got that working, you know, I was doing a lot of work on Amazon at the time. Amazon was pretty new and I was sort of cracking the code of the SEO of Amazon. And uh, once I got that first product really working and doing well, then I kind of branched out and created Healthy Start Plus, which was my first real brand. And we probably had about a dozen products in that line. And then, you know, from there, I just wanted to build better and better products and I learned about basically nanotechnology supplements, which is what we do now, liposomally encapsulated supplements. And once I learned about that, it just kind of lit a fire and I just decided like, man, this is the future. This is the way that we're gonna get what we really need into our bodies most efficiently. And so I sort of pivoted and sold off the other assets and moved you know, completely into the Nano Nutra brand.
0: And uh, I know you also have another brand. Do you want to talk about that one?
1: Yeah, I have a couple of things, right? But yeah, I've been been working in the cannabis space for a while as well. It's a very difficult industry, it's a lot of logistic challenges. And um, why, you know, why
0: is that, by the way? I'm just because well, it...
1: when you're growing your product, yeah, <laughs> there are any infinite number of things that could go wrong here in new mexico the standards for cannabis are very very high like microbes etc so you have to pass very rigorous standards which is great so the end product is clean for the consumer but yeah it's a very challenging business uh, there's a tremendous amount of competition i think a lot of people think it's going to be easy and uh, you know it's going to be like an easy paycheck and it's really not it's it's a very difficult business and the the other venture that you know i've dabbled in for a number of years is called the purpose method and that's really like my love, my baby, in a sense of it's a e-course on how to live with purpose. You know, a lot of times, at least here in North America, our values sort of revolve around materialism and things and status and pop culture. The purpose method is really about trying to help people to uncover what's most important individually, like what our highest values are, and then create a philosophy of living by those values. And so that's something that I'm really passionate about is helping people to uncover what's most important to them and kind of ditch their pre-programmed narrative from society. So those are the things that I have going on. Yeah. Is it a coaching program or
0: mentoring or
1: at one point I was doing a lot of coaching. Uh, we had a mastermind associated with it and did weekly coaching calls. And that is where I'd like to get back to again. I had to sort of drop off because I just got too busy with endeavors. But as I rearrange my time, that's that's my goal is to work with people one-on-one and in a group setting.
0: Regarding the cannabis space, I also have some experience uh, more with the CBD part, not th- yeah. the THC part. But uh, we have clients uh, from the US in CBD. And yeah, I agree. Like Everyone thinks that it's easy. It's something. Thing that is coming up, but actually it's difficult because uh, I think uh, Facebook and Google they uh, don't let you run ads. You can do SEOing if t- people they search for it, they can find brands. Yeah, or- yeah, they mm-hmm. can find it via
1: search, but it is it's very difficult with all the regulation. You know, being that cannabis is still federally illegal here in the United States, it makes it tremendously hard to do business. CBD is a little bit easier because you don't have those rigid boundaries mm-hmm. from the government. But for us, like we have to have a special bank account and just tremendous fees. And yeah, it's very hard.
0: I think PayPal doesn't allow us uh, or allow this either. Maybe I'm not sure about Stripe, but yeah, the other part is the fulfillment and the finances. These institutions, they they don't like, they don't support these. So yeah, it's not easy. And uh, also... So, for CBD, I know the THC section less, but for CBD companies, it's very hard to drive traffic. But once they have the traffic on the back end, we can see 40 50% from email and SMS, which is amazing. But it's really hard to grow for them. So,
1: yeah, it's, it, it seems like it's really about educating the customer and finding yeah. you know, creative ways to find traffic and to partner with other companies to drive traffic to your page for sure.
0: Talking about education, so you do a great job job uh, regarding that. If anyone goes to your website, uh, nanonutriusa.com, then uh, you really put effort into educating people. I think uh, on your homepage, I just checked it before this recording, there is a video on the top, right? So was it a thing for you since the beginning that, yes, I want to educate people? You know, I'm just curious, like, how did you know that I have to educate them?
1: Yeah, well, from the beginning with my initial brand, I wanted to bring these plant-based products. And at the time we were formulating Ayurvedically. And so I wanted to bring that Ayurvedic product to customers here in North America and help them to understand like the benefits of these herbs and and plant based supplements. And that was actually easier than what we do now. We focus a lot on education for the liposomal supplements, because a lot of people haven't heard of this technology and a lot of people buy supplements, you know, at the grocery store or, you know, wherever your drug store, and you're just kind of getting whatever they might randomly have or whatever the person recommends to you. And so you might not know the difference between that supplement and something like what we sell. So we really have to focus on education to help people understand why our products are so so expensive, number one, but also, you know, why they work. But it goes a long way. Helping people to understand what they're consuming and what they're getting helps them to become lifelong customer or, you know, multi-purchase customer at least. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think education, you know, personally is, is very important and it's a little bit more challenging than just buying traffic or something along those lines, but uh, it goes a long way. For sure.
0: Yeah, I also subscribe to your emails, by the way, and uh, I could see that uh, you also educate people there. Do you write these by yourself, or somebody helps you with it? I've
1: done some on my own, but uh, I've I've worked with some good writers as well to kind of clean things up. So generally, I try to create all of the high level topics. Mm -hmm. To drive the conversation and then work with copywriters to help me clean things up and to get yeah. them you know dialed in
0: yeah copywriting is not an easy craft i i know that
1: yeah and you know some people excel at it and some of us struggle yeah. and so I, I try to do as much as i can and get myself to a point that's at least decent you know before mm-hmm. i just hand it off to someone because i have tried to work with people kind of blank slate and let them sort of drive a little bit more and, and that's tough you know, it's mm-hmm. you really have to work closely with someone. And so if you are working more like on a contractor, you know, relationship, it's hard to do that. So I yeah. like to really dial it in before I give it to them.
0: Yeah, especially when it's creative work, I agree. Nowadays I have the same with the uh, videos because I've been doing a design copy for, for a while, but video is a new challenge for me. Like uh, how to use the animations, how to cut the videos, how to come with the message. It's yeah, it's, it's not easy. Do you enjoy doing it though? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I love the creative process. It's very interesting yeah. and you, you can learn a lot. So yeah, definitely. That's kind of the key.
1: Like if you like it and it engages you, then you could keep doing it and kind of break through the learning curve. But if you dislike what you're doing, it's hard to ever get good at something. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: So your brand was also on TV. And uh, I'm wondering how you got into TV. Mainly
1: getting uh, working with you know PR resources to get spotlights or to get features or recommend uh, um, mainly features. You know, so that's mainly yeah. just working PR angle, working with. something like PR Newswire or something along those lines and creating a captivating enough story that somebody would want to pick it up and just use that material. So it's not like I don't have some tremendous like, oh, man, you just killed it on TV or something like that. It's, It's more just PR stuff.
0: And uh, what do you think about PR? Like, is it worth it at, at all? You know, how do you drive new customers? What, what is the most efficient for you? Is it Facebook ads, Instagram? I don't know, maybe influencers or, yeah. or PR, something else? Yeah, well,
1: number one, PR, it has to have a purpose. You have to have a goal in mind. So for me, the goal was just to get a spike in traffic to see and test how, how it worked. And, you know, I treat everything as, as if it's a test. I have an idea and I might run with it, but I don't get attached to the results of something working. Mm-hmm. I like to think like, oh, this is the test. I'm willing to invest this much in the test and see if it works or not. You know, see what that conversion rate may be. To answer the larger question about traffic, paid advertising in the health space is is expensive. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you're trying to get a, a cost per acquisition of, you know, 60, 70 dollars, it's possible for sure, but sometimes it costs more. So you have to bank on, you know, that you're gonna get them for a second sale or a third sale to make the money back. So I don't really love to rely solely on on paid advertising. Like I do it when it makes sense for sure. What I like to do in the health space is work with qualified health coaches, natural health practitioners, somebody who's educated who is trying to help someone really better their health and is sort of recommending our products and other products as a part of the health regimen for someone to really accomplish their health goals. And to me, that's... You know, the the most stable and most reliable traffic we have are affiliates in a sense that are qualified health professionals or health coaches or naturopathic doctors, things along those lines. You know, this again goes back to your earlier point. It goes back to education. You know, if they know why they're taking something and maybe they're measuring through blood tests on a regular basis or something along those lines, you know, they're going to keep taking our product when they see the results and their health is getting better. So that's sort of my favorite way for sure is to work with qualified. So you could call them influencers, but I don't because they're more, they're, they're not taking selfies with our product, trying to influence people to buy. They're educating yeah. our, our customers on why our products will serve them and their needs.
0: Yeah, you are not the first uh, brand in the health space or brand owner who tells me this. I Definitely think just not. last week I talked to an Australian skincare company, the co-founder, and he told me the same. And uh, I remember there was another company last year in skincare and uh, they work with professionals, sometimes with doctors or some medical experts, and they work together and uh, they promote the product. And uh, I think that that works quite well. Brilliant
1: strategy, for sure. If you can partner with a healthcare professional and create good content, I mean, that's one of the best strategies out there, for sure.
0: And and doing this long term. So as you said, not just taking a selfie with the product, because especially in the supplement space, it would never convince me. (laughs) I have to buy this vitamin or, or whatever, a or skincare cream. But uh, if it's a long-term cooperation and I can see that the person is really, you know, stands for this brand, then I think that's that's huge.
1: Yeah, and standing for your brand is really important. You know, if, if any of our customers have any problems whatsoever, you know, we just take care of it. It's not even, you know, we don't question them. We don't, you know, it's just like, just get it done, take care of the customer, get mm-hmm. them what they need. And that goes a long way because there are a lot of, fly-by-night type of e-com companies out there and a lot of just yeah. you know drop ship type stuff that's marketed as premium that really isn't you know you make it look a certain way because aesthetically you can do that if you want to be in business long term that's not the way to do it
0: and uh, you also have subscription on your website was it uh trivial for you at the very beginning that i have to have subscription
1: well in the beginning we used to do multi-bottle discounts so what we mm-hmm. would do is like if you buy three bottles you know you get x percent off of that purchase and Subscriptions just kind of made sense because we saw that we were getting a lot of these, you know, multi purchases, multi bottle purchases, and just thought, man, I mean, subscription would make sense if you really enjoy some of our products and you want to take them as a part of your long-term health regimen. This saves you time, you know, and and uh, money as well because you get a discount when you're on the subscription, and then it also gives us a more reliable, in a sense, predictable income stream coming off of those subscriptions. So yeah, I I got on board pretty early with subscriptions, and I did see it even on Amazon, like subscribe and save when it first started. We didn't have a lot, but it was like, oh man, like people are doing this, you know, you don't get a big discount on Amazon for subscribe and save. So it was pretty notable. It's like, cool. This is something that people like and, you know, helps them out and makes their life easier. Why not do it? And so, yeah, it's been awesome. Subscriptions are great. If you have the right model for it, obviously some products aren't meant to be on a subscription.
0: It's good that you think about it in this way, because I can see many business owners, they are skeptical about subscriptions. It's interesting because I could see many businesses doing subscriptions and many times those brands uh, excel and they really... They are amazing with their revenue and and with their retention. Those brands uh, that are in a niche that you would never think that it will work out for them with subscription. So there was a brand in the UK and they sold uh, office clothing or office fashion on a subscription-based model. Like yeah. every month you got a shirt or socks or tie or whatever, but you got something for office workers. It's great. And there was another company from California and they uh, sold chocolate on subscription, healthy chocolate. Yeah, I there's a lot of many
1: opportunity and something like clothing maybe people aren't going to stay on it for months and months and months but you know even if if you get someone into the subscription and this down three four months i mean that's still amazing
0: and the supplement space i think that's perfect actually i have my supplements and i cannot subscribe to them i don't know why i will tell this to that company
1: you need to send them an email so hey let me help help you help you out some marketing
0: yeah i i would be open to buy it again i have one more question to you so If you started out today in your niche, and there are people who are listening to this sense, I think they will start out sooner or later. What would you tell them as your number one tip?
1: I think number one, you have to have a lot of passion for whatever it is you choose to do or sell. You know, if you're just trying to make easy money, it's going to be very short lived if you find it at all. So yeah, my recommendation is to really find something that aligns with you and your values that you feel comfortable selling to other people that you can stand behind and come and be on a podcast and represent and not be worried about that whatsoever, that you feel really solid about what it is you're doing. That would be my top recommendation because that's what's going to carry you through the the bumps and the, the hard times because it's not easy. You know at, at some point e-commerce was a lot easier than it is today and today it's just not easy
0: if someone is really young and they have no not much idea about their values because if you are in your 30s 40s you it's more crystallized but if you are very young and you still don't know your values what would you tell them because i was in this situation
1: me I too guess. and that's really what what triggered me to to create the course the purpose method and you could go through it free right now the purpose method.org. It's on Thinkific now. So if you just search the the purpose method, but um, really what it comes down to is assessing your life and looking at what makes you most excited and when you feel the best and starting to look at what's behind that, you know, and that's where the values come from. So for me, like one value that has always been my thing is what I call loving and harmonious relationships. Like if someone is my friend, if I call someone my friend, you know, I mean that, like I will do what I can do to help a friend, to create a loving and harmonious relationship, to speak truth with with that person, you know? And so I didn't have those words, you know, when I was young, but that was always important to me. And so, in that, in the course, like I give a lot of exercises to tease those type of things out. And so, younger people can understand their values more. And that's like something that I'd really love to do with the Purpose Method is work with like high school graduates to early college students because I think that's the prime time to start thinking about what you value because it can really drive and shape your future in a more directed and purposeful way.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great message. And uh, I remember when I was 18 or 16 or 20, even then uh, nobody told me about this. And in the school, they just tell you that, hey, you should find your university or or whatever, your college and... What you want to do as a job and okay.
1: exactly you're you're a child who's been being told what to do and where you have to be every minute of every day in school and then you're graduating and they say okay now pick what you're going to do for your life like it's crazy yeah. and so really understanding your values and what's most important can really help to drive better decisions in those early 20s i believe
0: and uh reading the four hour work week Heck yeah.
1: I mean, there are so many good books, but yeah, the four hour work week is excellent for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah thanks, Michael, for uh, coming here today and uh, sharing your story. Thanks, everyone who will listen to the podcast. And uh, every week, I come with a new episode and an exciting guest. And uh, thanks again, everyone, and stay tuned.